0: but our primary focus will be on what we believe are the film succeeds at, some fun facts and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema, uh, the four-year anniversary uh, show part on deuce. the <laughs> Titanic Part 2. Um, Kyle, we're not going to waste any time since we still have a, a ton of notes to get through. We're going to just hit, go ahead and jump right in here. No introductions, no questions. So Nothing. here we go. Just going to dive in. Go for it, uh, The piece of wooden paneling that Rose is floating on after the sinking is based upon a genuine artifact that survived the sinking. is on display at the Maritime Museum uh, of the Atlantic in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Though so it was scaled larger to provide sufficient buoyancy as a life raft for Rose, <laughs> they scaled it larger, but they couldn't make it large enough for Leonardo and to Jack to get on there with her. Come at me! <laughs> that <is> the, best <laughs> <laughs> the boat was too small, so we just made it a boat. <laughs> and that's just- the, no, that's oh no, the
0: they they
1: yeah, a boat. The door. Yeah, I uh, was this is this <laughs> is based upon the door from the actual <laughs> Titanic. Oh, we yeah. made it bigger so we the person can fit on did. there. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. ridiculous! We just made it a little more bigger, than that. <laughs> right? It a little bit more, and you could have squeezed him on there. Oh wow! Uh, we're already off to a, a, a stellar start for that's part fair-tastic. two.
0: Fantastic! That's what we were, That's a fair fact so far. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: far. Oh, just wait.
0: <laughs> okay all right all right um david warner's second time being in a movie about the titanic fun fun factor i guess he was also in the
1: 1953 version of it as well uh steven spielberg was so impressed with the film's 3d conversion that he hired the same retrofitting company to do the same for jurassic park in 1993 uh for the 3d conversion of that movie uh, later too Oh, fun. Okay, cool. Um,
0: Titanic was the first time the two actresses, Kate Winslet and Grace Stewart, have been nominated for an Oscar from the same movie for playing the same character. Um, of course, it's the first time and the only time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fun for um, writer. Yeah. The movie um, supposedly lasts about 34 minutes longer than the actual Titanic took to sink, although I'm hearing um, contradictory evidence from the previous notes, too, where actually it's like, it's exactly the same time it took the Titanic to sink, or it's 34 minutes longer, or it's 20, 20 minutes early, or something like that, too. But regardless, like, it's around that general time frame. Right. Yeah. Uh, for the
1: safety of the stuntman, most of the props were made of foam rubber. <laughs> so Falls off, it's propeller. Rubber. Rubber. <laughs> yeah, good stuff there. Uh, both Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio learned how to dance the polka for the scene set at the party uh, in the third class com- compartments. Nice. After completing Terminator 2 Judgment Day in 1991, James Cameron got the idea to do the film uh, after watching A Night to Remember in 1958. He spent five years doing research on the Titanic and its fate. Five years. They give us
0: more of a timeline of the pie chart of his life, how much he spent doing Titanic research. Right,
1: because that was in my nineteen ninety one.
0: Yeah. So, so after after later. he
1: finished that, then five years. So then another year and a half. Then another
0: year, basically, you know, uh, making the film, then releasing it again, then doing specials like for the twentieth and twenty fifth anniversary. So at this point, like about. Eight years of his life have probably been spent, kind of like neck deep in like titanic research and history, which would make him one of the most foremost experts in the world, I'm sure. Right.
1: Uh, the first class lounge was deemed to be too expensive a set to be built. As a miniature of it was required for the flooding scene, one was built to quarter of the real size. This was then green screened as background for the scenes where the actors were sitting in the lounge. Impressive.
0: Once again, I for an incredibly expensive film, it's imagining that they still had moments where, like, we need to save money on this because it's going to be too expensive. It's
1: still expensive. Yeah. It could have been a lot more expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, in another millennium of James Cameron existing, it's like, we need to make the the world of Pandora.
1: Literally. Yeah. <laughs> just need to make the plan. Get a Genesis device, put it in there. I have a question for you. What's that? Do you think that they reused any of the water from Titanic in Avatar 2? Almost <laughs> assuredly. Almost <laughs>
0: assuredly. Same company, same water. You just you had a bottle from. It from the first time, and he's poured that in there to christen the new yeah. avatar too. Hey,
1: hey, he takes the cap off and he says, hey, he says, "Kyle, smell this. You know what this is? It's the smell of sweet success, baby. <laughs> smell of sweet success. It's like, this is the smell that made me a hundred million dollars." <laughs> yeah, like, "Wow, okay." Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the ocean that extras were jumping into was only three foot deep. So. <laughs> Even then, that's still. A but lot still, of water. jumping off like something off the top of that dude falling in the water—three foots, not very deep. No, you could no shatter no, it's not. your ankles or something. at that
0: point, you have to belly flop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> belly Buster, belly bust cannonball. You're if to... you're on the Titanic, well, <laughs> cannonball. <laughs> how, Just... how would you have dove off? I would have probably done the cannonball. <laughs> exactly, Don't... tuck and roll. Do, do a flip. <laughs> do a barrel roll. Uh, the most expensive first class suit uh, suite on the Titanic cost four thousand three hundred fifty dollars, the equivalent of about seventy five thousand dollars today. Yeah. Uh, when Jack is warning Rose about
0: how cold the water is, he refers to it as a thousand knives stabbing you all over your body. This is an actual quote from told by second officer Charles Lightoller, played in the film by Johnny Phillips, to the American inquiry into the sinking of the Titanic so actual historical in context
1: there Uh, Kate Winslet has no aversion to nudity so she performed her nude scenes without the use of a body double good for her (laughs) good for Kyle Uh, the sinking coat was a size 8 while the rest of the gowns were a size 4 it was so large to make Rose seem more vulnerable in the sinking scenes which I always wondered that it did look pretty big as she was unusually large, yeah, that kind of thing, odd but still
0: cool. Um, you know, whatever you want to do for the film, I guess. The first and last lines of the film are both spoken by Brock Lovett, played by Bill Paxton. Um, the very beginning of the film, he says, "There are 13 meters. You should see it." Yeah, you know, when you are first coming into the actual sinking of the ship, and then at the end of the film, it says, Three years. I thought of nothing except Titanic, but I never got it. I never let it in." Respectively, so the, t- the first and last line
1: of the film—that's film. pretty cool. Production of the film began in 1995 when James Cameron shot footage of the real wreck of the Titanic. He was able to persuade 20th Century Fox to invest in the film by convincing them that the publicity surrounding a real-life dive to the wreck would be really beneficial to the production, and it was. At the TED conference in February 2010, James Cameron stated secretly, What I wanted to do was I wanted to do uh, a dive to the real wreck of Titanic. And that's why I made the movie. The statement brought laughter and applause. He's like, no, I, you know, I had to make this movie just so I could dive down to the Titanic. I mean, that is amazing. He's like, I just want to take a dive in the
0: Titanic. So I made one of the biggest films of all time to do it. He's like, right. What? what? Why? <laughs> you uh... know, like, James Cameron doesn't miss, and like, he might be like the most. True to life, like I wanted to do something, so I just made it possible in a way of real life. And like, you know, we talk about like other like you know industry leaders of their time, or even our current times. like, you know, Elon Musk is a huge fraud. James Cameron, though, if he wanted to, absolutely would go to space and make Pandora. (laughs) Uh,
1: Following her grueling experience on this film, uh, which included a rigorous filming schedule as well as experienced many hardships and bruises, Kate Winslet said, "quote You'd have to pay me an awful lot of money to work with James Cameron again." Apparently, her request was granted because she has been confirmed to appear in Avatar 2. Yeah, uh, later Capra also acknowledged it was a tough shoot, Yet he stated that it would, if he would ever do another action movie, he would want Cameron as a director. Yeah,
0: there were some other um, interviews I looked for later after the fact that Avatar came out. because This note was taken before the movie came out, but after the after the movie came out, Kate Winslet was saying like it wasn't so much about the money, although I'm sure that was nice. It was also that James Cameron has. Um, progress as a director and soften as his approach to you know making actors do what he wants in the film and so he's a lot more manageable as a human being. That or maybe
1: do Kate with. Winslet just grew up as an actress herself. Vice versa of course sure. as well but
0: I wouldn't be surprised if James Cameron is kind of as a director, might have a god complex sometimes and it might be kind of rude.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you guys are hearing anything in the background, we are having some severe thunderstorms. We're currently filming this man. in a hurricane? <laughs> yes. A hurricane, really. Uh, James Cameron forfeited his forfeited his $8 million director salary and his percentages of the gross when the studio became concerned at how much over budget the movie was running. You know, that initially comp- uh, compliments over the raw footage became more sparring over time as the cost spiraled out of control. And the studio heads at Paramount Pictures acted like they'd been diagnosed with terminal cancer as the release date drew near. Even Cameron himself was at one point convinced that the film would bomb and he would never work again. Uh, the last remaining survivor of the Titanic was Melvina Dean, born uh, the 2nd of February 1912. She died 31st of May 2009 at the age of 97. She never married or had any children. My gosh!
0: Um, the final shot of the film is similar to the ending of James Cameron's previous film, The Abyss, which also ends with a passionate b- kiss between a couple who are the main characters of the story. Hypothermia and deep sea exploration are also important topics of each film.
1: Uh, both Leonardo DiCaprio and Jason Barry injured themselves while filming the scene in which their characters pull up a bench in third class and use it to smash a gate open. DiCaprio threw out his shoulder, and Barry caught himself in the chin with a bench. Ooh, bet that wow, he. both of those just, ooh, that's painful. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I pulled my shoulder out when I dropped my phone in the car, and I reached down to the floorboard to try to get you get that muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, okay, this is going to be out Man, of i for a like week. <laughs> yeah. uh, Robert De Niro was offered the role of Captain Smith, but turned it down due to a gastrointestinal infection at the time. Ooh, I, man! I feel like a, he would actually be
0: distracting to that role if he was in there because he's such a as star. Captain? Yeah, well, I feel like because he's such a huge star, you want to know more about his role in the film as it keeps going forward. Um, versus right now, like the current Captain Smith, like he's he's a supporting character. He's
1: what not, movie like, did character. we do where they were like the top build, but they were only in the movie for like five minutes or something? Do you remember that? I don't remember. What's I what's remember we covered something like I, that. Like, this is ridiculous. A quick little side note: I think that's that's
0: a bad part of current films right now, especially like like even like the most like, most recently, I got was it was like Alien. Uh, uh, no. Uh, Prometheus by Ridley Scott when that came out, because like there was no supporting characters. They just got big stars to play every single conceivable role, even the supporting characters. So you can't just kill them off or make them unimportant, unlike the original Aliens, which you just did a podcast on a few weeks ago, where it's actually like all oh, these supporting characters play into their role so much better because you don't have the the um, the weight of having all the other roles attached to them and their star power having to be recognized in the film. So uh, that's a thing where, like, once again, like, that's why I think Robert De Niro would have been bad in this film. Yeah, right. so keep going uh,
1: Rosa's chiffon dress, which she wears for the latter part of the film, was designed to look just as good wet as dry. <laughs> Costume designer Deborah Lynn Scott had about 24 of them made. I think that
0: was achieved very effectively too I think Quake Winslet looks beautiful in all scenarios especially yeah. in that dress So, or out of her dress as Cal has stated so. well that's taken for granted um, Yeah, uh, DiCaprio and Winslet whose career skyrocketed following the film's release both went on to win their first Oscars for, Oscars for Best Actor and Best Actress respectively for films starting with the letter R DiCaprio won in 2016 for his role in The Revenant and Winslet won in
1: 2009 for her role in The Reader yeah, he waited a long time for his though I remember that being sure the joke did. of the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, Harlan and Wolf, the Belfast shipyard who built the Titanic in 1909, opened up their private archives to the production, sharing blueprints that were long thought lost, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Bell auditioned for the role of Jack Dawson, but he was turned down because he was Batman. No, I'm kidding. Because James Cameron didn't want two British actors playing the lead roles of two Americans. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Understandable. Yeah, Possibly would have hurt the film, possibly. But eh. <laughs> and Kate Winslet She suffered bruises so impressive that the makeup artist took photos to use for reference later. She she also chipped a bone in her elbow. So hey, that's a good looking bruise. Let me capture that <laughs> that's in. That's a perfect bruise. <laughs> <photo>. Let me <laughs> I see wait, if I can rewrite that for the rest of my life. I'm gonna put this in
0: a textbook if you don't How'd mind. You do?
1: Well, you see that bar over there? That's Run Kate into it, it real part. hard. <laughs> that's
0: amazing. <laughs> um, the same year as this film released, James Cameron's wife at the time, Linda Hamilton, started as the starred as Rachel Wanda in the volcanic disaster flick Dante's Peak in 19, 1997.
1: ninety seven. All right, Kyle, this 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 fact right here is, I think, probably the most interesting one that I found, at least that I remember covering. All right. And after all the awards that she won for the song, uh, Celine Dion initially did not want to record My Heart Will Go On because she didn't want to sing another film song, and she didn't like it when James Horner first played it uh, to her. She disliked Horner's singing abilities. After she was convinced by her husband, Renee, she stepped in and recorded the song in just, yes, one take. So the song that was used over the end credits and later released is actually a demo one take, Kyle. One. One take. Celine Dion doesn't need two takes. She does it all in one take because she's perfect. That's what she's she does. She's a great singer. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. But I thought, man, one take. How many? How many vocal people out there? How many instrumentalists? How many... Bands would like to get go in to record an album, just record let's say twelve songs on an album, yeah. and you only have to do it once, one song each time.
0: Yeah, That's that ridiculous. Like, the Beatles don't do that. Ellen John didn't, doesn't do that. You know, Rolling Stones doesn't do Elvis that. Maybe. Celine no. Dion,
1: <laughs> Elvis basically is just too lazy. Celine
0: Dion <laughs> okay. just knocks out the park because hey, she's go that with. good.
1: <laughs> uh, but I thought that was an amazing fact, and and you know she didn't really want to do it. But how many awards did she win? You listed her name about all thirty times. She won all of them right. that year. <laughs> So, good for her. Uh, The film was re-released on April 6, 2012 in 2D, Real 3D, and IMAX 3D to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the sailing and sinking of the ship and of the foundation of Paramount Pictures. Um, this film along with the film Hellbound
0: Hellraiser 2 released in 1988 hold the record for the most time two characters have repeated each other's names yes this film for Jack and Rose So and, and
1: Rose says Jack 80 times and she uh, she, uh, she uh, he says Rose 80 no she says Jack 80 times he says Rose 50 times 50 times it's around. in the nose yeah in yeah. uh, the scene in the beginning where the captain was full speed ahead and the sh- uh, shot moves down into the boiler room the set was really just about three boilers uh, but the filmmakers had huge mirrors installed to visualize a great, big, long room. In this scene, you can if you look closely, you can see workers shoveling in coal. At about 20 feet down the room, you can see the mirror image of the workers. So it's the, I wonder if they got paid double for that yeah, for working said, twice. There's two of me here, so I should
0: get two checks. I should get
1: two checks. <laughs> probably, he probably handed him a beer with their check. would be like, there you go.
0: You're in your call, you in your like, it. listen, like, like, you're filming him twice, so he gets two checks.
1: <laughs> If only that's the way it worked. Uh, in the scene, the beginning uh, orders the uh, full speed. Oh, we are. T- Why do I do this, Kyle? You got to tell me to mark these
0: off. You're okay. Um, one of the studios that made this film is Paramount Pictures. Paramount Pictures was actually founded on May eighth, nineteen twelve, just a month after the original sinking of the Titanic in April, nineteen
1: twelve. Uh, James Cameronly, Cameronly, Cameron, infamously threatened to fire anyone who would dare get out of the tank for a bathroom break while shooting the lifeboat scenes. Leading to more than a few actors, including Kate Winslet, relieving themselves in the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, this
0: film and Avatar were the two were the top two highest grossing films for almost ten years. Until Avengers Endgame finally overtook this film as the second highest grossing film of all time. Iconically, this film and Avatar were, of course, both directed by James Cameron. Hey, Kyle. Yes? Jimbo? Have you ever been to the ocean? Ever been to the ocean? Yes, I have. You ever been in the ocean? Uh, no, not in the ocean. You've never swam uh, uh, in the ocean? I've been in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, I've not actually been in the ocean. I've not. Swung it's in just the still ocean. hooked to the body. Of water. I've technically right. I've swum in the ocean because I was on Daytona Beach once. That's, right. yeah. Okay, so you've been in the ocean.
1: Yes. Did you ever get like the salt water in your eyes? Yes. Did you ever swallow any? Ever taste it? Yes. So you know, part of me is like, you know, the Titanic sank in the ocean. So technically, you're tasting. Dead people. Yeah.
0: And all of the fishes
1: poop in your Isn't that just ridiculous? Yeah, all the world. It, but you it, never think about it. They're like, oh, where are you going to go to vacation? Oh, I want to go to the ocean and swim around at dead people's feces and, and body parts. And literal <laughs> dead people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. Oh. Because you yeah, think about all the s- ships
0: that s- sink and everything. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> That's something that a 14 year old tells an 11 year old to scare them.
1: <laughs> That's what I just told you. So see, these cows now in the water. in the ocean, there's poop and water of all the fishes in there, too. <laughs> yeah, of course. And not only that, but mine now, too, right? <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> Uh, according to the uh, Shit, <laughs> uh, according to the cast and crew commentary on the special edition DVD, the first scene filmed between Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet was the nude scene. The very first one was the nude scene where he draws her. The last shot of the film was the flooding of the captain's wheelhouse. It was a three-second sequence that required multiple cameras and safety divers and a stuntman to play Captain Smith. So, can you imagine, like, hey, uh, it's nice to work with you draw me like this just immediately <laughs> hey Kyle passes out
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking back on the, the DVD this is actually the first DVD in history to sell more than a million units
1: so fun fact it broke more records as even as movie continue to be released Hi, right, Kyle this is probably going to be one of your favorite facts are you ready mm-hmm. in 2012 Entertainment Weekly reported that when the movie was re-released in 3D James Cameron didn't update any effects or fix any errors except one when astrophysicist Neil deGrasse, Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson, heard the story. <laughs> Tyson, a director of the New York Hayden's Planetarium, first saw the movie in its original theatrical release, he noticed that the configuration of the stars in the night sky during Rose's night in the water bore no resemblance to what the sky really looked like over that place on that night. And in fact, the same incorrect set of stars had just been duplicated for post-production. Tyson wrote a letter to Cameron explaining the error. Several years later, upon meeting Cameron in person, Tyson repeated his complaint. And then, at an event that occurred at the Hayden Planetarium, Tyson spoke about it to Cameron a third time. Finally, a post-production technician working on the re-release called Tyson and asked him to provide a picture of what the sky really would have looked like, and Tyson's star image was used to fix that shot. Before the shot was fixed, the stars were arranged to look like the Heart of the Ocean (laughs) necklace. (laughs) Exactly. It's like it's the symbology of the film, Neil. You
0: know, no, not everything. It's has a to be necklace. Neil. There's it's nothing. I I, I I I I block Neil deGrasse Tyson on Twitter and on TikTok and every social platform he's on. I hate his little movie cynicism. It's like you know this would be impossible. Yeah, yeah, Neil, it's fiction. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hate Neil. Oh, wow. I, he's a good person. Whatever, but. For his film criticism and any of his art criticism, it is always the most boring takes ever. Uh, he's the reason why monsters today can't just be actual monsters; they have to be this like quasi uh, like realistic BS things that are amounts of flesh. And it's like just just give me a monster with with nuts and bolts in his head. Give me actual Frankenstein. Right. Don't give me all these weird habajabas
1: that have weird ears. I don't care. Here's another one of Kyle's favorite uh, facts. While the, uh, When the stern of the ship is vertical, Chief Baker uh, Joffin, Liam Tuhui in white, is drinking from a flask. Uh, Joan was one of the few to survive the freezing water, allegedly due to the alcohol, but this is disputed as unlikely since alcohol is known to accelerate hypothermia and not to help resist the cold. The scene was added after Liam showed the flask to James Cameron and explained that it was a family heirloom as old as the Titanic itself. Oh, that's incredible.
0: Yeah, actually, I, I didn't know that story was actually disputed or uh, proved impossible. But that's why I was always told he got so drunk that the alcohol content actually prevented him from freezing. So but he not survived that way. But if
1: it actually survived, it says it accelerates hypothermia. But how do they have the flask if he survived? So he must have survived, correct? Or else it would have sank to the well, bottom. They
0: didn't say if the, that that flask was the real-life flask he actually drink from. I mean, like, well, they said I believe
1: it was a family heirloom,
0: but it's as it was old as the event, not actually from the event.
1: I think, from what you can infer from, from it, that reading, from the family. Okay, it's a family heirloom. It's fairly a, heirloom. Yeah. okay. To each their own.
0: Okay, um, okay, no, we'll move on from that. Um, Madame. Um, no, we're going to argue this. Exactly. No. Madame Bjorks was an elderly woman whom Jacques Dawson had met in Paris. He claimed that she had came each night in the bar wearing all the jewelry she owned while waiting for her long-lost love. He had made a portrait of her and kept it in a sketchbook. Not only as not only is the drawing based on a 1933 photograph called um, Bjorks, uh, I hope I'm, I'm probably passing that horribly, um, <laughs> taken by a famous Dr. Um, Brett but, I see. but similarly, the older Rose at the beginning of the film Is in fact wearing several necklaces, bracelets and rings Waiting for her long lost
1: love to mm. come back <clears throat> Speaking of old Rose Gloria Stewart, <clears throat> who was 87 at the time of the film's release Lived to celebrate <clears throat> the 10th anniversary of its release at age 97 She became a real life centenarian on July 4th, 2010 So she lived well over 100 years Oh wow, that's fantastic for her. Excellent news Yep. Um, James Cameron,
0: um, for kind of like a trademark of his directorial um, movies, one of the themes of this film is humanity's arrogance and over reliance on technology leading to disaster. Um, also, um, for like the scenes where simply James Cameron makes really, really perfect, um, well done cuts, um, several of the dissolves between the Titanic on the seabed to the Titanic in the past, and the dissolve from the young to the old rows are done with impeccable timing and um, perfect you know, transitions. So, excellent work there by James Cameron once again, and kind of a directorial trademark. Of his career,
1: right. Uh, even though the films brought, uh, even though the film brought them great fame, both Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet are now embarrassed by their performances in this film. Winslet called her American accent awful and feels that her acting could have been better, while DiCaprio calls himself a young punk in this film. Yeah. And yeah, like I thought it, it was okay. They yeah, was fine. Yeah. yeah. Um at the end of the movie when Rose meets Jack on the grand staircase, the time displayed on the clock is the same time the real life ship sank mm-hmm. at two twenty AM. Yeah, That's an amazing fact. Uh, many cast members came down with colds, flu, or kidney infections after spending hours in the cold water, including Kate Winslet. Several others left and three stuntmen broke their bones. Oh my god three stuntmen broke their blood that's incredible that's ow oh god that's painful uh, um as
0: originally scripted cal was intended to actually find rose aboard the carpathia after the sinking rose
1: was to tell him to let her mother know that she died in the titanic and that he would leave her alone for the rest of her life wow uh, the scenes during which thomas andrews chastised second officer charles light Toller for sending the boats away without filling them to capacity is the only scene in the entire film in which the actor's breath was not digitally added in later so all their breasts were digitally added. That's, that's interesting, too. Once again, impressive attention detail there to actually kind of keep them
0: space. And this wasn't they didn't need, it apparently. Okay. Um, in a 2012 episode of Mythbusters, specifically their, their, their special Mythbusters Titanic survival in 2012 tested whether or not jack could have joined rose on the floating door without submerging it and therefore survived the story as it turned out he could have particularly if he strapped rose's life vest underneath the door to add buoyancy james cameron who appeared on the episode maintained that jack needed to sacrifice himself for thematic reasons obviously since his only concern was rose's survival not his own he later said that the hypothermia in short time to come up with a solution would have added any particular Im- uh, implementation virtually
1: impossible cameron did not concede that he could have used a smaller door to make it more possible um, so so let me just go ahead and dispute what Kelly said when we were recording last night, when we mm-hmm. were recording out of Africa. Yeah. I told you there was room for Jack on that door. And she said, no, no, the buoyancy. No, well, no, they could have done it. That's right yeah. there. Ga- or, proved they tried to gather other debris and put it under the
0: door, too. Yeah. They once again could have kind of made sure. Or they could have cuddled to together. Yeah, any kind of she other. She could have
1: stood on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, River Phoenix was Thanks, James. K- Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, uh, River Phoenix was James Cameron's first choice to play Jack Dawson. By the time the movie was made, River Phoenix had died, and Leonardo DiCaprio had reached the perfect age. Ironically, when Johnny Depp was offered the role of Jack, he turned it down. Here you go, Kyle. This this will bring in memories to you, Lindsay Lohan. Audition for the role of Cora Cartmill. Lohan, who was then an unknown and was only eight years old at the time casting took place, was the top choice for the role. However, James Cameron felt that Lohan's fiery red hair would confuse people into thinking she was related to the characters Rose and Ruth, who both had fiery red hair. Alex Owens Sarno was cast instead. Oh, so you could have had a Lindsay Lohan sighting.
0: Yeah, a little Lindsay Lohan sighting. A little young Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, yeah that would have been kind of cool. It would have been someone like Drew Graymore and E.T. that we kind of talked about a few weeks ago. Oh, she would have cool, too. Yeah. Um, considerable controversy arose when James Cameron depicted the suicide of First Officer Murdoch. While Cameron did apologize to Murdoch's family members for the upset um, upset the scene caused them, he still kept a shot in the film, stating simply that while no one could prove that it did happen, neither could anyone prove that it didn't. Murdoch's body was never recovered, but is generally agreed that he either froze to death in the water or went down with the ship. I believe he also went down to the entire the, the town that, him, that that Murdoch lived in to apologize to the entire town, not just the family, mm-hmm. if I remember that correctly. And that uh, that's kind of like goes to the burden of evidence, like you don't need to prove something didn't happen you have to prove something actually happened right but i still understand like for the film the, the scene works well for conveying the drama but you know even though it's not true to life in that one particular aspect yeah. this
1: is one of three films to win a total of 11 academy awards uh this is as the title of these notes the the other being uh ben-hur from 1959 which we've covered and the lord of the rings the return of the king in 2003 uh, after filming the remains of the full-size set were sold as scrap metal <laughs> Jeez, okay. Dude, let me we'll ask you. Question. Question. Let, me ask you a some let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Ask me a question, Jimbo. If James Cameron said, "Okay, we have this uh, full size replica of the Titanic. We are cutting it down into two inch by two inch metal pieces to sell to you. How much would you pay for a uh, part of the replica prop for the oh. Titanic? How much do you think a two, two by two by, by two inch props s- like that, having like a certified seal, like yeah, it like means, one like, out of ten thousand, shipped in a dumb
0: little case that yeah. you can keep?" I bet those... How much are... would you buy, pay one for? So in 1997 money, I would probably have paid about 30 bucks. I would say today I would probably be buying it for like 50 bucks. If I was a big Titanic fan, I'm not. I personally wouldn't buy it at all because I wouldn't care that much. But I imagine like $30 at the time that it was made and $50 up to now if they came out today with that. And they probably would have had nope. about a 100000 or more. I mean, yeah, that's but individual, individually numbered, certified, have that whole thing on a little case that has a little piece of metal Wouldn't it on it. would be cool. The Titanic movie would be a very cool little piece of movie that could actually be oh, I need that for off. the
1: man cave. Kyle, make exactly. that happen. Go yeah, to yeah, the scrub yard. the and find, find the Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's like. I'm going God. to find the Titanic, make a documentary, he goes I'm, to the scrapyards. I'm
0: just imagining the most boring Netflix documentary called Find the Titanic. The <laughs> and it's just like two guys just going to random scrapyards trying to find the original scrap metal from the <laughs> Titanic movie.
1: They have, oh. they have uh, backhoes all that digging up the ground where they've buried it. Yeah, so finding longer. pieces of metal.
0: It's like, this one is from the Titanic. <laughs> they invite uh, James Cameron and he says, no, I will absolutely not
1: do that. That sounds boring. <laughs> uh, egg white was used for the initial spitting sequence, but petroleum jelly was used in the sequence where Rose spits on cow. Uh, James Cameron supervised all of the underwater shots on the Titanic himself. Hmm. Um, Rose, in her old age, owns a Pomeranian dog.
0: A Pomeranian was one of the only uh, was one of the only three dogs known to survive the disaster, as the real sheep's sake. A passenger freed dogs from their kennels. Yeah, I don't think we actually see any dogs
1: in the film itself. From no, the, you do, the and I'll get to it in a minute. Oh, okay, thank you. On the set of Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio's pet lizard was run over by a truck, oh, but no. with some TLC, DiCaprio nursed him back to health. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, James Cameron's regular Michael Bean was nearly cast as Cal Hockley and attended numerous meetings with Cameron to discuss the role. Alright, Cal, here's some more people that were uh, considered. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan would have been great. Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett. No, I don't remember that name. Peter
0: Green. Your green would have be been cool. William Hurt. William Hurt. Uh, I've not heard that name in a long time. I don't remember it. Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs could have knocked it out, yeah. Rob Lowe.
1: Rob Lowe. Oh exercise. man, I want that world. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> hey, you no, he no. mad at me? No, my gosh. All right, all right, all right. That would have been terrible. Uh, Adrian Paul and Rufus Sewell were also considered, though the part ultimately went to Billy Zane. Okay, fair enough,
0: fair enough. Um, Danny Nucci, um, the, character, the actor who played um, Fabrizio, um, stated that there were several different versions of his death that were scripted. One of them would have involved him swimming up to Cal's swamp lifeboat and begging to be led abroad, um, saying it was his destiny to go to America. At that point, Cal was supposed to have knocked him unconscious with his oar and tell him, it's that way. Nucci was later told by director James Cameron that his screen time had been shortened and that his death scene had to be
1: altered. The shot of him being crushed under the smokestack was shot during the reshoots. Kate Winslet had to learn how to scuba dive in preparation for scenes in the water. Uh, Even though the actors wore waterproof makeup for the scenes shot in the aftermath of the singing, they constantly required touch-ups as chemicals in the pool they shot in would wash the makeup off. And this is the first movie to gross one billion dollars. Billion dollars. Right. An
0: alternative ending was a shot in which Brock spots old Rose before she throws the diamond into the sea. She shows it to him and allows him to touch it before she throws it in anyway. James Cameron didn't use it, however, because it focused too much on Brock and took away too much for the closure of the character Rose. Huh. Yeah.
1: Composer here you go, Kyle. This of all well, about this one. Composer James Horner said in an interview that after he first saw a rough version of the film, he went home and wrote all the themes for this movie in twenty minutes. All the things that—that tw- <laughs> just see. I don't know how the
0: amount of ridiculous stories about musical compositions being like, I spent months on this, or I spent twenty minutes and I made the best song in the world. You know, <laughs> uh,
1: the sea camera held by uh, held only twelve minutes worth of film. But each dive took many hours. To make the best use of his resources, James Cameron had a 133 scale model of the wreck constructed and used it to rehearse each dive. The Russian sub operators would walk around the model ship holding model subs in their hands as Cameron explained the shots he wanted. So he was very detailed. Um, yeah, I'll give you some here in a second. Uh, the scale model of the underwater wreck ship had been on display in the Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri for a number of years. In August 2011, it will be removed and taken back to Hollywood,
0: Hollywood. Um,
1: where it is used for the uh, new Titanic 3D movie. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, in all of the recorded maritime history, no ship has ever swipe collision with an iceberg like Titanic suffered, and no ship has had such an accident since. The force of the blow was likened to a C4 explosion, something that most modern ships would struggle to survive.
0: Oh, um, oh actually, looking back here... Um, so, um, yeah, so actually, in the story of the Titanic about actually owning a Pomeranian, there were actually 12 dogs confirmed <laughs> See, you got it. I kept
1: the notes in Only it.
0: three Only three pets actually survived. Two of them Pomeranians, and one of them was a Pekingese dog. So, due to a small size, we're smuggled on the lifeboats. Right. So,
1: cool. And there's also a tribute. I might be in my notes. It might be in yours. There's a tribute. When Rose is wheeled up to the, the boat on the to go look at the Titanic, the, she's holding upon one of her dogs. That's what it says. When only yeah, yeah. Rose exits the helicopter in her wheelchair. Yeah. Yep. So. Fun fact. Pretty cool. Wasn't there those dogs that were on there that were like Kate Winslet's, The big. the I You know, don't want to talk about the big, big. don't. Whatever they were. give right, Skip over. Paul Rudd auditioned for the lead male role because his own father had been an avid Titanic historian. Despite his being able to rule off factual technical stats about the great ship, the casting team remained unimpressed. <laughs> He's like, Well, look, guys, here you go. Right here, you've got the Titanic. It sank right here. It I've, fell at a degree of 40, 40 degree angle here, rested <laughs> on the floor in about 23 minutes.
0: I kind of would have loved to have seen that movie, though, because I think Paul Rudd could have done it, too. And also, how cool it would have been if Paul
1: Rudd got to bring his dad on set for the Titanic movie. Oh, I'm sure he would have been blown away. It, yeah. Was there just uh, especially if they actually got to actually go out to the wrecking site. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Uh, before announcing development of this film, director James Cameron shot footage of icebergs off the coast of Nova Scotia under the presence of making a film titled Planet Ice. <laughs> Told you.
0: <laughs> um, Stephen Dorff and Billy Coddip both turned down the part of Jack. Um, Dorff later stated that he wasn't very impressed with the movie. He felt that Leonardo DiCaprio would have had a hard time matching the success of the movie in his further career and therefore did not regret his decision. So, interesting. So, what do you think? Think Leonardo. Leonardo uh, Further his career, Or no Um n- Yes and no I feel like that's The reason why He didn't win an Oscar For almost 20 years Was because Of the Titanic Because he was like He wasn't a very Masculine presenting man In the Titanic film And so we had to do Like another Like two decades worth Of films where he Tried to play a more um, Master straightforward person Before the Oscars Recognized him as a man Basically and gave him An Oscar uh,
1: The um, L in the Below party decks
0: uh, Was actually Root beer Root beer Oh good Okay works for the scene you know gives a kind of a sense of a party atmosphere still yeah. um, Jack kisses Rose hands three times during the film the first time is when they meet up at the staircase as they say hello before walking into the formal dining party the second time is when the end when they're both in the water and they say goodbye additionally he kisses her hand when he slips in, uh, slips her a note to meet him at the dock at the clock so ancient fact
1: only three kisses uh, Jack and Rose officially meet on Friday evening April 12th 1912 mm-hmm. uh, papers released by the public records always showed that Uh, Third-class passengers were not locked below deck, as is showed in the thing where they... It's like, no, we only have lifeboats for the rich people. So they weren't locked in there like it shows in the movie.
0: That's good to hear. That's uh, particularly inhumane to lock them down there to drown to death in freezing cold water. Um, Christian music artist, Michael W. Smith, wrote a song that was running running to possibly be part of the theme called In My Arms Again. The tone of the song was a roll switch, being something Jack might have sung if the fates had been reversed. We actually listened to that song just before recording this podcast today, actually. So. Like
1: it's a good um, Kyle I don't know if you know this but um, I probably don't when the Titanic was sinking there was actually a freighter called the Californian that was inside of the Titanic okay and they had uh, turned off their SOS stuff or whatever, or mm-hmm. the radios. So, the completed filming noise, the Californian, which has stopped for the night due to the ice hazard and was within sight of the Titanic throughout the sinking. The Californian's warning had been received and sent to the bridge, but was not placed in the chart room. So, they could have been over there helping and maybe put more people on that ship, and not a lot of lives would have been lost. Wow. I, I didn't know that until I was reading these notes. That's a staggering information to get. Oh Another like, an cali- version of the script included a scene uh, on the California, but James Cameron cut out the subplot after filming it to shorten running time. The two actors in the scene on the California were Adam uh, Barker as the radio operator, uh, Sarah Evans, and Peter John White as the third officer. grows. So, could you imagine me in the
0: California learning that and learning that whole story, and then having to live a life of regret, knowing you could have well, saved the, th- of those lives? Well,
1: they were they were sending warnings over there. You hmm. know what I mean? They were sending warnings to the Titanic. Yeah, uh, but th- and and it was sent to the bridge, but it was not placed in the chart room. You know where they charted yeah. and all that. So the communication felt oh,
0: Okay, so it's on. Okay, still on the Titanics, not on the California south. California did, did 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 their due diligence right.
1: Still, wow. but I mean, if you've seen the been the Titanic, take about twenty minutes, pretty mm. much. Um, And I don't know enough about the Titanic history, or I haven't watched that many documentaries of where, uh, if they were actually one of the people that came over there and helped, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure on that, so... Okay, we'll move on from that. So, um, an enclosed five million U.S. gallons of
0: uh, tank was used. Of course, that's about nineteen million liters for imperial uh, for uh, uh, metric units. Um, was used for sinking interiors in which the entire set could be tilted into the water. In order to sink the grand staircase, ninety thousand gallons of water were dumped into the set as it was lowered into the tank. Unexpectedly, the waterfall ripped the staircase from the steel reinforced foundation. Although no one was hurt, the seven hundred and forty-four foot long exterior of the RMS Titanic had. its its first half lowered into the tank, but being the heaviest part of shipment, it, it acts as a shock absorber against the water. To get the set into the water, James Cameron had much of the set emptied and even smashed some of the promenade windows himself. After submerging the Dine Saloon, three days were Spoon shooting Lovett's ROV traversing the wreck in the present. Some incredible work there had been done. There, absolutely
1: huge effort to get that ship sunk. Right, <laughs> um, uh, twelve dives were necessary. On the last two dives, shots were taken by sending a remotely operated vehicle into the wreck. James Cameron had intended using this device only as a prop, but he actually used it taking take it inside the right. Oh, nice. If measured by ticket sales rather than dollar gross, this would rank as the fifth most attended film of all time domestically, having sold an estimated 128 million tickets in its initial run and another 7 million after its 2012 reissue. It was the most attended film of the 90s and the most attended film since E.T., the extraterrestrial, in 1982, which sold 136 million estimated tickets.
0: Wow. Impressive work. Once again, absolutely, you know, yeah, it's hard to, you know put in your mind that kind of number um, and how impressive that was um, okay uh, a scene uh, was filmed with Rose and her friend briefly looking at Jack in the first class restaurant obviously appreciative of how he looks in his borrowed tuxedo Rose's friend looks especially enamored but Rose turns into her and says he's spoken for it. <laughs> the <laughs> scene mine. is featured in the UK theatrical version on its original release but was not present in the VHS release or the DVD release See, that
1: always that always gets to me why is it in certain countries certain stuff is added in there and taken out you know what I mean <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I I've still many films have that kind of thing where like it's hard to get those deleted scenes um to the public's hands. And I think it was like the only reason like the film the um the plane, trains and automobiles had that four K re release just last year where it had like ninety minutes of bonus footage, which is like just like alternative takes or other takes entirely of the film that are great, but it's like there's still so many films where I'm, like I want those moments in the movie where I want to be able to see what that movie could have been in their world. And I know one yeah. that you really want to see, a Horizon. Event
1: Horizon. Oh, With all that footage yeah. that is lost forever. That'll yep. never be recovered. Nope. Yep. In 2007, the American Film Institute ranked this as the uh, number 83 greatest movie of all time. Um, after the movie was produced, it was discovered that the
0: gravestone from the Titanic passenger who died was Mark J. Dawson. James Cameron later stated he had no idea that was a real person.
1: Uh, To create the drawing of Rose, James Cameron had a photo session with Kate Winslet and took photographs of her sitting in different positions so he could use as reference. Cameron and Winslet didn't know each other well enough at that time for her to pose nude for him, so she posed in a bikini. Cameron had to use his imagination to draw her nude. (laughs) Man, that, that specially constructed Baja water tank cost $40 million by itself. $40 million. So that's a fifth of the entire budget just to make that tank.
0: Yeah, before well, you didn't about film half our... the movies in the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah it definitely makes sense, but still. Um, several main characters are not present in the ending sequence, including Kyle Hockley, Rose's mother Ruth, Bruce Ismay, and Molly Brown. This is because they survived the sinking. Only the characters who died in the Titanic are present in the dream sequence because it serves to illustrate Rose being re of all the people she lost when it sank. Mm including Jack.
1: Uh, The wreck of the real Titanic was discovered in 1985 by ocean explorer Robert Ballard. Uh, Ballard was officially on a mission to locate the Titanic, but in reality he had been secretly charged by the U S Navy to locate two missing American nuclear submarines with his deep sea robot craft before they could be found by the Soviets. Um, After quickly finding the subs, Ballard used the remaining time and resources in a successful search for the Titanic. Ironically, this closely mirrors the premise of the movie The Abyss in 1989, one of James Cameron's previous movies. Cameron stated that he was inspired to make The Abyss after seeing a National Geographic film about remote-operated vehicles working deep in the North Atlantic Ocean, much the same tools used by Ballard. Cameron's love for deep sea diving, which he developed during the making of the Abyss, coupled with his fascination for shipwrecks, finally culminated in the making of the Titanic. Wow.
0: Incredible. <sighs> yeah, just. Absolutely, I'm sorry, just getting kind of uh, winded by this whole film. <laughs> going to it. Um, Rose only says, I love you, to Jack once while they're both <laughs> shivering in the water. Jack never says it, although he mentions what he loves about her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got her. Got her. Uh, a thousand extras were drafted in for the opening scene where the Titanic leaves Southampton. A thousand extras. A thousand uh, extras. Uh, James Cameron considered Jared Leto for the role of Jack Dawson, but he refused to audition. Bullet dodged.
0: Not for Jared Leto, <laughs> James Cameron. Jared Leto just would have been terrible with that film. It, we would not remember today as a good film Jared Leto was in it because Jared Leto is not a good actor. Um. Oh. Wow. During the scene where Old Rose narrates that the survivors in the lifeboats could do nothing but wait to die, wait to live, or wait for absolution, her mother, Ruth, is being held held by Molly Brown, showing that her mother overcame her prejudice against her.
1: Uh, Mark Lindsay Chapman was fired and rehired twice and survived an accident where he was struck by a boat and had to be pulled from the water. <laughs> uh, James Cameron actually drew the famous Rose, uh, which, we, which we had already talked about. Uh, there is a Wilhelm scream in here. After the Titanic hits the iceberg, water splashes inside the ship, hitting the crew members. (laughs) All right, Right. Kyle, here we go. All of these actresses were considered for the role of Rose. Are you ready? Because there's a plethora of them. Give them them to me. And I want you to say yes or no. All right. Or I don't know who that is. Uh, Madchen Amick. Don't know who that is. Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Vanessa Angel. Yes. Gabriel Anwar. I don't know who that is. Christina Applegate. Yes. Rosanna Arquette. No. Drew Barrymore. Yes. Kate Beckinsale.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Enthusiastic, yeah.
1: Julie Bend. Uh Yes. Rose Byrne. No. Nev Campbell. I don't know who that is. The uh, lady from Scream. Or not Scream. Uh, yeah, Scream. Okay, no. <laughs> it's the other... Yeah, yeah, the other one's the other one. No! Uh, Gabriel Carteris. You know who that is? That's the... Uh, the uh, from Beverly Hills 90210, the lady that ran the oh. newspaper? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Jennifer Conley. Yes. Holly Marie Combs. Yes. Claire Danes. No. Brittany Daniel. Don't know who that is. Gina Davis. Yes. Amanda Donohoe. I don't know who that is. Cameron Diaz. Ooh. I don't think she can. No. Minnie Driver. Uh probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty, yes. Eliza Dushku. Yes. I like how you get emphatic with some of these. Uh Claire For uh For, For- Lanet- I don't know who that is. Jody Foster.
0: Um Jody Foster?
1: Uh, I don't I don't no, so. no, no. Maggie Gyllenhaal Yes. Yes. Sally Hawkins. Really? Sally Hawkins oh well Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Katherine Heigl. Katherine Heigl, yes. Uh, Amelia Heinle. Heinle. Mm, don't know who that is. Natasha Henstridge. No. Eva Herzegova. Herz- I don't know who that is. Angelina Jolie. Uh, no. Milla Jolovich. Yes. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Absolutely. Yes. She can do anything. Yeah. Allison King. Yes. Jordan Ladd. I don't know who that is. Robin Lively. Uh yes. Carrie Lowell. I don't know who that is. Madonna. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh Leslie Mann. Um yes. Sophie Marceau. No. Uh Penelope Ann Miller. I don't remember who that is. Michelle Monahan. Um Yes. Emily Mortonmere. I don't know who that is. Or Mortimer. Uh, Thandy Newton. Don't know who that is. Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> Christina Ricci. Uh, Ooh. <sighs> like, I want to see it, but no. <laughs> uh, Jolie Richardson. Jolie Richardson? Um, don't remember who that is. Carrie uh, Russell. Carrie. Kerry... Oh, yes. Absolutely. Jerry Ryan. Seven of Jerry? nine? Jerry Ryan? Seven of nine? Are you kidding wow. me? Wow. Yes, would have loved to have seen. <laughs> Winona that. <Rider>. Yeah, <laughs> Winona Ryder.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Why Ryder? a writer?
0: Nicholas killed Sheridan it. She would have killed it. Who?
1: Nicholas Sheridan. I don't know who that is. I own a sky. You own a sky? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling. Uh, yeah, I would have seen it. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone.
0: She, I know who it is, but it's just um.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Yes. Uma Thurman. Yes. Raquel Weiss? Um, yes. Reese Witherspoon? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and Alicia Witt. So, uh, wow,
0: that's quite a cast.
1: It would be interesting to see any of those people in that role because. The problem is, once you get a movie and you see the characters, it's hard to picture somebody else in the roles. Like, hey, Jack could have been played by Johnny Depp. Yeah, but would it have been the same kind of movie? Exactly. like, It really is. The casting changes the whole movie in, in some respect, so many respects. Yeah. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild decided following an investigation that nothing was inherently unsafe about the set. Additionally, Leonardo DiCaprio said that there was no point when he felt he was in danger during filming even after he threw his shoulder out with a bench. Uh, at the departure scene, the extras were filmed on a green screen in a parking lot. Uh, the second film about the Titanic to win the Best Picture Oscar after Cavalcade in 1933. Wow. Kyle, write that down. You might have to see if that's... Uh, Cavalcade alluded. in
0: 1933?
1: C-A- uh, C-A-V-A-L-C-A-D-E. Okay. Uh, Barbara Streisand was considered for the role of the unseekable Molly Brown. Here we go. <laughs> I told this t- to Kyle earlier. For the roles of Jack Dawson. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Rose- oh, uh, yes. I guess sure. you could have Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. That'd be right around the time. Yeah. It's on there. It is on there? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ooh, Ethan Ooh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Brad Pitt. No. And yes, Macaulay
0: Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> we had a brief discussion about that. Um, I'm going to be a little more... Um, on the podcast recording but uh, no, I don't think Macaulay Culkin would have been good for this film
1: <laughs> oh man uh, the engine room scenes were partially filmed aboard the World War II ship SS Jeremiah O'Brien smaller railings and cowlicks were installed to make the engines appear bigger uh, the three actors who, per- who played Mr. Lovett, Mr. Bodine and the third class Chinese ponytail third class passengers are best friends of James Cameron in real life so, cool. hey I'm making this movie, you want to come be in it? yeah Absolutely. And a couple more here. Hugh Grant was offered the role of Cow, but politely told James Cameron it wasn't his thing. Uh, Michael Ensign, who portrays uh, Benjamin Guggenheim, was also in the 1980 movie *Raise the Titanic*, which was based upon the Clive Cussler book. I do have over here somewhere. Yeah. Um, on here, I just want to list off a few of the things real quick. They had some of the movie mistakes listed here, which Jimbo actually just kind
0: of just listed off movie mistakes. So I guess he wants me to read all of them.
1: Well, no, I just I, I wasn't going to highlight them. There's a uh, several. There's a whole play. lot of them on there. Yeah. Well, there's was, was only
0: three right here. You might have another page down there later No, this later. is the last. I'll oh, have one more fact here. to go. Okay, okay. Well, I'll mention these real quick, and then you can get your last fact in. Um, Rose mentioned and Sigmund Freud's idea of male preoccupation with size to Bruce. Freud did not publish the work relating to this until 1920, co-titled The Pleasure Principle. Also, up until 19, Freud relied solely on data from females. Um, this next fact is acknowledged by James Cameron. Jack claims to have gone ice mission on Lake Quiddasota near Chip... chip Chippewa Falls in Wisconsin. Lake Wissota is a man-made reservoir which wasn't created until 1917. When Jack and Rose are talking about going to the Santa Monica Pier, Jack says that we'll ride on the roller coaster until we throw up. But the roller coaster itself had not been built until 1916. And finally, the underwater shots of the propellers are incorrect. The famous photo of the ship and dry dock and the men standing in their propellers clearly shows that the propellers were bolted together with giant nuts as the was the practice of the time. The underwater shots of the propellers show smooth metal, not bolt heads or nuts, suggesting welding, which were not available until World War II.
1: And the last fact that I have: Twentieth Century Fox acquired 40 acres of waterfront south of Playas de Rosar- Rosarito in Mexico, and stated building a brand new studio in May 31, 1996. Or started, sorry. A 17 million gallon tank was built for the exterior of the reconstructed ship, providing 270 degrees of ocean view. The ship was built to full scale, but production design removed redundant sections on the superstructure and the forward well decks so that it would fit the tank. The remaining sections were filled in, uh, digitally. The lifeboats and funnels were shrunk by 10%. While the boat deck and the A deck were full working sets, the rest of the ship was still plating. Contained uh, within that was a 50-foot lifting platform for the ship to tilt during the sinking sequences. While towering above that was a 160 Two-foot-tall tower crane on 600 feet of rail track. This was used as construction, lighting, and camera platform. So, Kyle, what is your thoughts on Titanic? This
0: film is an as a is a uh, is like a a, a, a cornerstone. Of cinema history that occurred in my own lifetime, um, this film is kind of like a, a you know like one of the most important films in the world to me. I think actually it's one of the best films ever made, and it deserves pretty much all the recognition it's got. It deserves to be like the, one of the highest grossing movies of all time, and probably will remain that way for another you know. 50 years to come. I don't know how many other films will come close to kind of hitting that um, benchmark of earnings over their lifetimes as Titanic did. And who knows Maybe the new blockbuster will succeed that over time. Um, so for me, this film is a strong like 9 out of 10 for me. I think this film is just just simply one of the best ever made. It's it's one of those films like anyone can go watch. You know, it doesn't have like a sci-fi bend or some other kind of thing that kind of hangs up people when it comes to genre appreciation. This film, I think, can appeal to basically all audiences have a significantly mature enough age to watch the film and uh it's it's fantastic so for me like this is you know uh how is the response from like even my top ten films of all time really. Even though I don't watch it many times, it's still like an incredibly impressive film each time I watch it. So that's kind of my overall thoughts on the film itself. Um Jimbo, how do you feel about the film?
1: I'm, I'm gonna have to agree. I think that all the work that James Cameron I mean he researched five years before the he man even started. doesn't miss. <laughs> um he he did all that. Um the, the, the attention to detail as far as like the the time period uh props, uh the time period um costumes Uh, the music's fantastic, that Celine Dion song you you know you think of Titanic and you think of that song automatically even though she never really did it it's that good of a song Um, all the stuff that he did with the underwater research, the diving even now all the special documentaries and stuff that you can go where he meets the guy that actually found the Titanic and just to see all the footage um, it is a movie that is should not be missed Um, I'm going to agree with you, I think it is probably one of the best movies ever made Um, I'll probably give it a 9 as well um, yeah, another, another quick little thing I want to add. Like, this is one of the only
0: huge films that is singular in its execution. There's never a sequel to Titanic in the works. There's nothing like that ever going to exist. I'm sure some executive wants it someday, but there's never a sequel to Titanic. It's not like Star Wars or Back to the Future or Ghostbusters right, right, like right. that, that all have like legacy sequels going on now or to the end of time, all kind of stuff. Um, this is like a film like it only exists once. And it's one of the biggest films that will ever be made.
1: Right. Yeah, it kind of reminds Rose. me of those epics like yeah. Gone with the Wind, Ben-Hur, stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think you can safely put them in those kind of categories. Yeah. Um, where it's an epic, and it, and even though it's three hours long, over yeah. three hours long, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're so developed into the story. And you know the ending. You know the outcome, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, did he take liberties with adding some the love story and all that? Sure. Okay. Uh, but... He did find that stone, uh, the cemetery stone with Jay Dawson on it, so it's not that yeah. far of a stretch that somebody could have been named out well, there. He,
0: he, I mean, he, he secured a legacy of its memory itself. You know, like, uh, I, I think there's many other tragedies which filmmakers have really struggled to capture, for it, you know, um, and this one does add a, a, a sense of story to it where it's like, many more people will remember Titanic because of the film, and they will also be able to do more research on the true history of it because of the film, um, versus, like, other things were like, Films that we've covered that are about the Holocaust, um, they could be great films, but sometimes they fail to capture the the authenticity of the events that actually occurred in the Holocaust and don't reinforce the actual history of it. You know, they, So it's hard to do research on it where you can appreciate the film, but it doesn't mean you appreciate the gravity of the history of that thing. Or similar, like, um, it's very difficult to make any kind of good film about 9-11, despite the fact that many people know about it. Titanic is the only film that like manages to both... Um, Um, enhance the real life history of it and be an excellent film in its own right Mm. in that kind of category you know it is both historical and an amazing drama film in a way that many other films just aren't so I appreciate that
1: so um, on behalf of Kyle and myself we want to thank you for this uh, crazy ride of the last four years that we've been doing this podcast um, we don't have any intentions of slowing down or stopping anytime soon. At least I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's more of a hobby at this point. You know, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's it's a fun hobby. It I makes me do this it, it forces me to watch movies that I was probably going to watch anyway. So um, we want to say thank you to everybody that listens. It's because of you guys that makes this fun and to see some of the comments and um, all that. Yeah. Um, but before we wrap this up, there is one thing that I do want to say that I, it is our fourth anniversary, and I want to make sure that I make this point very clear, Kyle. Are you ready mm-hmm. before Go I wrap it. this up? Mm-hmm. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> so with that being said, I think this episode's coming to a close and that's a wrap. And cut.